special guest, Dad. Hello, ladies. Thanks for having me again. So we're kicking off this week. We have a great episode. We have a great special guest. We're together. Life is good. It's super exciting to record and we're all together and we were just having lunch today and we thought, you know what? We loved having our dad on the dad advice episode last season so much that we've asked him to kindly join us for our love it and leave it this week. And, you know, he was in the kitchen. We were talking about the podcast. He provided some great creative direction. So we just thought, why not? Here we go. Okay, really quick before we jump into our loves and leaves of the week, we have a very exciting announcement for you guys, something that we've been working on and planning for a long time that is finally available for you guys. So this week we are launching The Sisterhood, and that is our exclusive subscription episodes where you'll have access to bonus content like guided affirmations, behind the scenes, ask us anything, who knows? We launched this on Sunday, so Allie's 10-minute long Lucky Girl Syndrome Guided Affirmations is out now. If you guys listened to last week's episode with Flora Sivo, so you learned all about Lucky Girl Syndrome. So this 10-minute long Guided Affirmation is really just for when you're waking up in the morning, driving in the car, going on hot girl walks, and you need a little boost of Lucky Girl Syndrome in your day. Yep. So for just three bucks a month, you can have access to all of our exclusive content and be a member of the sisterhood. It's a great way to support us. It's a great way to keep this podcast going. So if you're a fan of the podcast and you want additional content, don't miss out on joining the sisterhood. You can join on any platform that you're currently streaming our podcast through right now. Also, another great way to support the show, um, if you feel called, we would love for you to drop a review. You can do that on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, whatever platform you use to stream the show. Leaving reviews is a great way to boost our podcast to other people out there, get more listeners, and help us grow. So it'd mean a lot to us. And don't forget, as always, to share the episodes on Instagram, give us a tag, and let us know what you're enjoying. Well, thank y'all for having me. It's great. And and one of my love-its is just being with you girls. It's not uh, very often that I get to have both of my adult daughters at home at the same time. So I'm always really thankful when that occurs. Except for I've been living at home for five <laughs> months. But yeah, it's really special when Allie gets to be here too. Yeah. Bird has been, she has outstayed her guest. Mom says you're a guest for two days. And then after that, you're no longer a guest. Yeah. You're a roommate. Yeah. Yeah. You know, my rule in general is both fish and relatives stink after about three days. Mm. Okay. Oh, but, look, Dolly's joined too. Hello, Dolly. We've actually enjoyed having Bird. Um, Thank you for she taking has me has acted in. like a guest most of the time, but that's okay. Guys. No, y'all. Yesterday I talked to someone who lives with their parents and she said that her parents make her pay rent to them. <laughs> and I was just thinking like, I'm so glad I haven't had to pay rent because it has helped me save a lot of money. While being at home and getting ready for this. Are you and mom going to be lonely when the house is empty again? For a few days. Um, it takes mom a few days to really get over it. Y'all, mom um, cries every time we leave. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter if we're here for a day, a week. Mom's going to sob and follow us out of yeah. the driveway. She <laughs> chases us down the street just weeping and, and you waving. have to You have to look away. Like You can't make eye contact because it's so sad. It's so sad. But, but really, we get into our empty nester groove after a few days. And we enjoyed that. We have enjoyed having you guys here, but we also enjoy being together and we enjoy spending time with each other and we enjoy being by ourselves. So it's cool either way. Yeah. Is there anything else that you're loving? 
Um, yes, I have been loving Marty Schwartz this week. You might ask, who is Marty Schwartz? And he's not probably very important to a lot of your listeners, but for any of you musician listeners out there that are guitar players, you should dial into Marty Schwartz. He uh, is a online guitar teacher, and I have been taking one of his courses, which I just love about modes and playing the guitar and how they relate. And because I believe that life learning is important. Mm-hmm. And I think that especially as we get older, you should start learning things. And though I've been playing the guitar since I was in the eighth grade, I'm always learning. And so I've been learning a lot. So I've loved that. I've been you know, that is one that. of my loves about you is you are a hobby guy. You're a hobbyist. Yes. Mm-hmm. You have lots of hobbies. You learn a lot. I just think that that's so important for your mental health. And, and also dad can have, so dad has a very unusual talent of being able to pick up like any instrument by himself. Like you don't even do lessons. You just do your own. For so. most of them, but not, not trumpet. I was oh, about to say, was, remember the trumpet? The trumpet era was tough. That was, <laughs> that was tough. hard. It was really bad. I, I for can't even, many reasons. It was bad for many reasons. Yeah. Well, for any of you trumpet players out there. <laughs> <laughs> or why trumpet player right, listener. Um, or any, any brass instrument players. I envy you. I couldn't even make it make noise. That wasn't just terrible. I couldn't even hardly make terrible noise with it. So, yeah, that was a bad deal. <laughs> if it's got strings, I can pretty much figure out something. Mm, yeah. Oh, Winwood. What is it? Winwood? Oh, those are woodwinds. Those are woodwind. like clarinets and saxophones, and I, I've never played those. I kind of lumped those into the trumpet group of things that I just I missed the bus on that one. Do you think any adults play the recorder? I've encountered one who played the recorder before, <laughs> uh, but only just- one. I know who you're talking about and it's bizarre, but I just remember in music, like I wish we would have learned something cool, like guitar or trumpet or like, you know, violin. Yeah. I had a short run with the violin. I took <laughs> violin lessons as a small tot, but it really did. Remember your teacher was missing fingers. Yeah. My teacher was missing a significant amount of fingers, which was odd that he was a violin teacher because it does require a lot of finger usage. I think they're um, on his bow hand. Yeah. yeah. Violin fingering. <laughs> Luckily, hand. it was on the bow hand. He, he could get away with it. It's like, you know, Jerry Garcia is missing half of a finger. Oh, um, wow. Jerry Garcia from The Grateful Dead. But it's on his pick holding hand, and he just would pick with the other With his little nub? That wow. I don't think he really picked with his nub. I think he just kind of gripped with his <laughs> nub a little bit. Or his nub was just there hanging. I'm going to leave the word nub behind. Yeah, Allie, do you have anything you're loving this week? Um, yeah. So obviously I love being home with y'all, um, as mentioned, but we watched a really cute movie last night that I love. Yes. It was um, called Shotgun Wedding with Jennifer Lopez, who is hot AF, and also Josh Jamal, who hasn't been in anything recently, but he's aged really well. Yeah, he's also hot. Yeah. And I thought it, it was, was so a- funny. And what's her name was in it? Um, who's having a moment? Oh. Jennifer Coolidge. Oh, yes. Yes. It was such a good movie, and I, like, struggle to find movies that are new and then I think are really good, because sometimes I feel like new movies these days just, like, don't really hit the mark, but well, that was a good well, one. Well, I struggle to find movies that I can stay awake through the whole yeah, time. Yeah, you and mom didn't sleep at all. Which is so rare. It's so yeah, that rare. is rare. So yeah. that's when you know it's a good movie. Usually if Bird and I want to watch something else, we just let y'all get about <laughs> 10, 15 in, and then we y'all are gone, and we just turn it yeah. over. Fire up a sports yeah. documentary. Yeah. yeah, We love a good sports documentary. I guess going off of that, something I've loved just in the last few weeks before I get into my specific love would be Dad and I have been watching 30 for 30s like every single night, mm-hmm. um, and they're about different like sports topics, mm-hmm. and I feel like my like sports knowledge is so much more heightened now after our... 30 for 30 You'd be 30 really good at trivia. I had my first yeah. trivia experience in Nashville this week. I've never done trivia. It was like a huge thing when we moved to Nashville. Everyone was always out doing trivia. And it was so much fun. I really enjoyed it. But we could have used you in the sports category. We had yeah. Disney on lock, but 
the sport category was lacking. Yeah, could have slayed that. And it was really fun to watch some of those, especially like the the ones, you know, for instance, that showed the the Raiders in the 80s, you know, a lot of these teams in the 80s. I remember being a little boy, late 70s, 80s, and watching these things. We were watching one about the Browns last night and the, the drive where John Elway took the Broncos down and broke the Brown's heart. And mm. I remember being, being a kid watching that game. I remember where I was when I watched So that it's game. like nostalgic. It's really yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say though, that my specific love of like this week in particular would be, so I went to Birmingham, Alabama this past week to meet one of my cousins that I've never met before because my cousin Kelly has lived abroad for a majority of her adult life. And she had a baby. Her name's Poppy. She's so cute. But I went to Birmingham, Alabama to see her and just spend time with some of my family on my mom's side. And we went to this store called Dirt Cheap, which some of you probably have heard of before, but I was literally losing my mind. This store had like everything from Target. It was like all Target bedding, Target furniture, all of these like so cute like Sherpa chairs. And it was so unfortunate because I can't bring a lot of that with me on my move, but I did get some really cute beach chairs. So like my Mm -hmm. first article of furniture that I've really purchased for my room has been, or not even for my room, for my house has been two beach chairs. That tracks. Yeah. Priorities. Yeah. Good for you. Um, All right. What's something that everyone is leaving this week? (sighs) What are we done with? I am done with football season for this year. Are you not going to watch the Super Bowl? I will probably watch it and and watch it very uh, very detached because I really just don't care about either of the teams that are in it, and this has really been a disappointing football season for me. Um, mm-hmm. You know, as you know, we're Packer fans, and and it's just been so disappointing. And um, and I, and I hope the Packers uh, leave behind a problematic quarterback and go in a different. Direction. I think that Aaron's ayahuasca use has affected his ability to throw the football. Yeah. Well. I, I, he can still throw it, but I don't know what's going on. But anyway, this, so that was very disappointing. Uh, you know, the almost season teams. we were so we were doing so well, and then when we really got in the meat of our season, we just collapsed. That was very disappointing. So, y'all know how much I love football, and it was just a very I was it was a exercise in metering my disappointment. But I'm ready to leave it and let it go. Yeah, yeah. and both teams that we were rooting for for the Super Bowl. Didn't make yeah. it because the 49ers right. the had a meltdown yeah. and everyone loves Joe Burrow right now. And, and that didn't work out. So, yeah, we'll be we will be watching. Playoffs are disappointing. So I'm letting football season go. That's um, fair. Going back to loves really quick. One thing that I did love was our pedicure date yesterday. Yes. yes. That was nice. Yes, indeed. We, we yes. love a pedicure. Dad loves yes. a pedicure. If there are any guys out there listening, do yourself a favor and get a pedicure. For a long time, I, I really don't like people fooling with my feet mm. in general. Mm-hmm. I'm not a foot person. I don't want to see your feet, and I prefer you not see mine. I certainly don't want to touch, touch yours. But, <clears throat> you know, uh, after I had my first pedicure, which was about Christmas time last year, yeah, it was life-changing. I, yeah. I mean, I really enjoy a pedicure, and I really enjoyed our date yesterday. I got to sit right between you guys and just chit chat in both directions. And I really enjoyed it. Was lovely. it. it was lovely. What do you think about people that sell photos of their feet? I think that's terrible. I think, <laughs> I, I think that, you know, there are just two things that I am not into. And as a physician, I mean, we deal with a lot of gross things, but I am not into your feet or your teeth. I mean, there are like whole yeah. websites dedicated to foot photos. People, people make like feet. thousands of dollars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. But I will say like something that I think people need to be put in jail for are like college boy feet. Um, boys who wear specifically flip flops to the bar, ugh. you should be put in or federal anywhere, prison. Anywhere. Yeah. Really like you should not be guys. allowed to walk around as a free individual. That is jail. <laughs> bar tar on your barren toes. <laughs> no. 
disgusting. And and really what is out, I still see this happening. Um, I know a lot of y'all's audience are young ladies, but if there's any guys listening or ladies, tell your dads, do not wear flip-flops with jeans anymore. It is not it's cool out. at all. Oh my God, it's It done. is so out. And I still see these guys that are kicking around out of their house. I mean, if you're in your home and you're taking the dog <laughs> out, put your flip-flops on. But they're going places in a pair of jeans with flip-flops to stop. I mean, just they stop. just need to be put down. That's bad. Down. Or just give them shoes. Just give them shoes. Um, Allie, what are you leaving behind this week? Uh, what am I leaving this week? Um, okay. I have some really unfortunate news to tell you guys about what I might be leaving behind. And I know this is going to be very shocking. So Allie and I have recently been watching and listening to the toast, the morning toast. It's like, I know it's been a thing for a while now, but yeah, I know it's been a thing for a while now, but Recently, Libby has gotten me into watching The Toast, um, especially like their YouTube version while I'm getting ready and doing my makeup and stuff. And guys, they had the most unfortunate interview with Taylor Lautner and his wife, also Taylor Lautner. We need to talk about it. And it was just really cringy and it may have caused me to leave behind my Taylor Lautner obsession. It was not good. Yeah, first off, he just talks so annoying. The now. way he talks is just cringe. It's so cringy. And I think he's like honestly chewy. Yeah, he is a little chewy. Oh, it hurts me to even say this, but it really, it really did affect me deeply. Like my I just felt like a full like, body just, cringe. You need to go like listen to it, but yeah. just a little snippet. It's like they're both named Taylor, haha. And he was like, Well, I'm boy Tay, and this is girl Tay. And I was just like Taylor, you had so much potential in your teenage and young adult years. Why are you so cringe? Like, yeah. So I wanted to root for them because it is like a normal relationship. Like he married this like nurse, which is great. Like good for them. Yeah. But it was bad. It was hard to watch. I will say it was hard to watch. So yeah, that's what I'm maybe leaving behind is my Taylor Lautner obsession. Um, We'll check back later though on that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so this week I have left behind my social media detox. I got back on Instagram, posted a New Year's Eve picture. I'm in 2023. And yeah, I'm setting um, time limits. So I'm only doing it like 20 minutes a day max. Mm-hmm. What do you feel like yeah. you benefited the most from your social media cleanse? I feel and like has Herbie already gotten back to his Instagram no, real addiction? Herbie has stayed off. I don't think he's gotten back on. Wow. Good I don't think Herbie. he's ever going to get Twitter again, which is great because all he does is Very good for Twitter him. is like, the worst social media. It's all he does is like go That's down all. deep, dark Ravens football, black holes. That's not good. You can't read. And, and I've got a very benign Twitter account. I really do not follow anything other than sports, music, and 1980s professional wrestling mm. memes. So, but even on that, very specific. it's, you can't go five tweets without it just going down the dark hole in one way or another of anger, sarcasm, just very frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. I will say though, like not being on social media, I feel like I was a lot more productive in January. Just like mm-hmm. I read a lot more. Um, I feel like I knew what was going on in the world because instead of opening Instagram, I would just open up the news app on my phone. Yeah. I think I am like not super eager to get back into it all the way. So yeah, just setting limits for myself and I think it was a good practice. If you can, I highly recommend doing it. At least, you know, if you can't do it for a month, maybe a weekend, maybe a week. Yeah, it's a I'm good, proud of it's you good guys. ritual. Proud of you guys for sticking with that. Well, here's a uh, good idea of kind of a leave behind, kind of a change up is 
I've sort of left behind the sushi that I traditionally order to try mm. to get something different. We eat a lot of sushi yeah. from the same place. We get it for takeout a lot because we love it so much. And we get in the rut of ordering the same thing every single time. So it'd be like twice a week, I'll have the same sushi order. Mm -hmm. So I branched out and got different things. So just in general, I think with foods at your favorite restaurant, for a while, leave behind your, your reg. I think it's good to switch up like your routine. Um, You know, whether it's like your workout in the morning or like today I switched up my coffee order, little things, you know, keep it fresh. So that's our challenge to you guys this week is just try to switch up some of your very normal routines and see like what you might learn. You might find something else that you love. Mm-hmm. So it's a good call out. Yeah. So oh. glad we had your words of wisdom today. Well, I appreciate you girls having me and look forward to listening to the rest of the podcast. Woo. Bye dad. Bye bye. Thanks dad. Um, well, that was fun to have a special guest. I know. I, I love, love when love we that. have family guests. Yeah, I already know Christy's going to be requesting a cameo soon. So well, stay Christy's tuned. Christy's been yogaing her heart out. She's training to be a yoga instructor right now. So she is busy. It's like all day. Yeah, like 7 a.m. to 8 p.m. Yeah. or something crazy. Yeah. Um, okay, let's go over our highs and lows of the week. And then I'm really excited to jump into today's interview. So do you want to kick off? Yeah. The highs wait, and lows? wait. So speaking of lows, this isn't like a current low, but I was I almost dropped my laptop the other day. And I was thinking about the time that I had COVID and dropped my laptop. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and it made me laugh so hard. Remember you had to take it to get fixed. Okay. And this was like height of COVID and like you didn't have a mask. So you had to take that Mexican blanket that was in my car and wrap it around yeah. your head. Okay. So... <laughs> Basically, as some of you guys might remember, I had COVID like very first in like almost the whole state of Mississippi. Like I think I was number six to have COVID. And so I legitimately thought you were going to die. Yeah. Everyone thought I was going to die. The only other person that had it was like Tom Hanks. It was just really like dramatic time. But a few months later, I go on a beach trip, this all girls beach trip. The crazy thing is none of us got it at the same time. No. Yeah. My whole family, all five of us had it at different times. It was just spread out throughout the year. I was on this beach trip with like all of my best friends and I get a call from my mom that Allie has COVID. I have to leave the beach trip and go tend to her since I was the only one that had also had COVID. No, when when moved me because also I was moving in the midst of having COVID. And so when came up first because he had had it and he moved my entire house because I was so sick. Yes. But anyways, this was like back in the day where, you know, if you thought you had it once, you would never get it again. So they're like, bird, you have to go now. So I have to leave my beach trip early, go to Allie. I you get left there. Out the part where you were hysterically crying. I was hysterically crying. I was just a basket case. I had to fly to Nashville. I was so not upset. That, not that she was worried about me. She did not want to leave <laughs> the, the trip, beach trip. To, cl- to clarify. It was COVID. There weren't a lot of vacations going on. And I fly to Nashville, whatever. Allie's in the middle of a move and we're having like hide her because the movers wouldn't like move if they knew that she had COVID and all this crazy stuff. So I get to her and I'm, you know, leaving her at her old house so I can go meet the movers and she won't be around them at they the new house. They were having to like smuggle me from like the old house to the yeah. new house. Yeah. And Allie in the middle of that just like drops her computer and breaks it. And I was like, are you serious? Like out of all things that could happen right now you decide you break your computer i was so weak i could barely hold my laptop <laughs> it was her only source of entertainment also while we were like leaving her all day to like move <laughs> to move her into her new house so i had to go get the computer fixed and i didn't have a mask which was super required to go in any store but i did have a blanket we got from mexico 
And that was in my car. I wrapped, I wrapped my head. I wrapped it around my head. Like literally (laughs) it is such a thick, like think of a thick blanket you get in Mexico, like a quilt (laughs) and it's wrapped around my head. And I walk in, I'm like, I don't even care anymore. I probably (laughs) thought you were going to rob the boy. And the guy goes, ma'am, do you want a mask? I was like, yes, I don't want to be on my beach trip. That is a funny memory. Oh my god! I hadn't thought about it in a while, but I just had that image of the selfie you sent with the blanket wrapped around your head. I'll post it on our Instagram story if you guys want to see it. Okay. Um, I'll start with my high and low. Actually, okay, you go. Okay, you go. Great news to report on the moving front, guys. I know I've been keeping updated with my San Diego move. That is as it has been super hard and at times very frustrating and difficult. But as of this week, I officially found a house. I officially put a deposit down. I booked my flight. I booked my car to get shipped. I've done it all. And I kept saying like, okay, as soon as like the house detail gets set in stone, everything else will be able to like also be set in stone because like I couldn't figure out like, okay, what day do I need to fly there? What day do I need to ship my car? Like what day do I need to do this and that? before I knew my move-in date. So I'm so excited to announce I'm moving on wait, wait, wait. Drum roll. February 17th, which is so much earlier than I was really preparing myself and like really what I was aiming for, but I just did not think it was going to happen. I found two really amazing roommates. We actually are looking for a fourth right now because we have a four-bedroom townhouse. So if you know anyone in San Diego. Yeah, if you know shop. anyone who like possibly wants to move to San Diego like next week, just give me a ring and um but I know we'll find the perfect person because everything else has like come together so well so yeah I'm just super stoked to like finally have those details figured out so if you've ever moved before like you get the struggle like I mean us moving Allie when she was literally dead and we were like dragging her little limp body around (laughs) wherever you're moving it's difficult like either either like within the same city different state across the country there's a lot of moving parts and it is really difficult so I'm happy that's a major high to had that all figured out yeah okay my high of the week so last week I told you guys that Herbie and I got in a fight for the first time we had we had our first conflict and um it was actually it worked out well he came to town we talked through it like that night we had a lovely weekend um it just goes to show that long distance is hard af don't recommend don't recommend um but yeah so that was great we had probably one of the best meals i've ever had in nashville i'm having this like french moment i really am dying to go to paris this year because of emily in paris i'm obsessed and this restaurant is called once upon a time in france in nashville incredible like so authentic it's just super cozy there's fireplaces in every room just so good um so that was a high of this week what else? I went to a sound bath. It was really nice. Oh, I didn't even know you did that. Yeah. It was um, an hour-long sound bath. I've been on my meditation shit this week. Like every morning, up and at a meditating. I feel like I've gotten a lot of clarity around things, um, which is always great. But I'm really tired. So that's probably my low because my sleeping has been not great this Mine week. Mine hasn't either. I don't know if there's I think there's like something going on. Something with the planets or like what's happening. But I've been waking up anywhere from like – 2.30 to 4.30 at the absolute latest every day. Okay. Yeah. That is – yeah, that's really early. I've been waking up at like 8. And for me, that is painfully early. Um, And I think something is going on because mm. I'm really tired, but I haven't been able to physically sleep past like 8.30. I have a hard time with rest. It's like 
oh, a thing that I really struggle with in life. I don't know. Like, I'm sure it goes down to some, like, inner thing about, like, having to, like, be enough and, like, do more. And, like, I don't know. Yeah, like, yesterday, Allie was just, like, running around, like, the most chaotic ball of energy. Like, I was like, <laughs> let's just watch a movie. She's like, should we go get our nails done? And should we, like, record three more solo <laughs> episodes? And I'm like, just relax. Like, I know. I really need to work on resting. It's, like, not something I'm good at. But so a lot that's of my... people are hard on themselves about rest, though. Yeah, and I'm definitely am. And I think it's like type A personalities, like the achiever. It's really not natural to me to rest. So that's why I'm like my sleep at night is so critical because those are the hours that I'm actually resting. Yeah. Um. So hopefully next week, I don't know if the if you know the planets need to shift a little bit or like what's happening, but hopefully it'll be better next week. Yeah, I would say that my kind of like low would coincide with your feelings of tiredness as it's a feeling because I have been like very on edge this week and like kind of angry and I'm not really an angry person like I don't even like to argue I'm way more of a crier than a like yeller but I don't know I just have had like you look it up and see what's going on with the planet I've had some sort of like illness I think I didn't feel well in the beginning of this week and like I'm not even kidding you it's made me want to just like fight everyone in the street like I just want to like one-on-one fight people it's I've never I never feel that way like I'm always very happy positive like I don't like conflict but I just have been like really easily aggravated this week so well there is a full moon tonight it's the full moon in Leo um it's an emotional time yeah and I do think that like having this whole move approaching and there's being a lot of moving parts maybe it's maybe a little bit more on edge, but I thought I'd be more glad because I've been waiting for these mm-hmm. things to like work out. But yeah, I think that there is a lot of stress in in that moving department that could be causing some some strife. Well, I think we've talked about this, but before any big change, we always have like a big emotional response, which is like crying or like sadness or anxiety. And so I think that's normal. Yeah. Okay. Well, that was probably my low because I just hate like that energy. I never really feel that way. So yeah, it's not a good vibe. Um, all right. Well, what else do we need to cover? So I think that's really it for our highs and lows and our loves and leaves. Yeah. And I will give us props because, um, this interview was one that we cranked out while we were on hiatus over the holidays. And, um, it's nice to have some, some interviews in our back pocket. Yeah. We were able to pre-record a lot of episodes during our break, which was such a blessing. And this one with Mary Catherine Decker is one that I am super excited about. If you guys don't know Mary Catherine, she's an incredible artist based in Jackson, Mississippi. She went to Ole Miss, a couple years older than me. She just shares her story of going to Ole Miss, having to find her purpose, um, the importance of running your own race, and how she kind of got to where she is today with her very successful art career. I've known Mary Catherine for years now, and I remember when we were recording this interview, she talked about running your own race, and it was at a time where I was really struggling with what decision to make about where to move. And I remember Mm -hmm. when she told me that and she told me to go listen to a sermon, which we'll link in our show notes of this episode because I know we talk about it. Um, And the sermon was about running your own race. And I remember I listened to that and it was one of the big decision makers for me to decide to really listen to what my heart was telling me and to move to California. So it's pretty kismet that we're doing this interview during the same time that you just found out you know, about your house and everything. So I love that. And one thing about Mary Catherine that I really like is her art is so happy and fun and so bright. And it's just like very consistent. Like when you see her art, like you just automatically know that it's hers. 
Definitely. She has a really inspirational story about how God has really guided her life and her path and her career. And I'm just so happy that she gets to come on today and share some of her knowledge and experience with us. So without further ado, let's welcome Mary Catherine Decker to Go Call Your Sister. And now let's take a moment to thank our sponsors who support us and make it possible to produce our podcast each and every week. We're so honored that one of our sponsors is a business we've grown up shopping at for every occasion from our first high school winter formal to every college function and beyond. Lulu's is a shoe and accessory store on the Oxford, Mississippi Square. It's owned and operated by amazing women, which we love, and we couldn't be more excited to spread the word about them. Check out their website, which we'll link in our show notes, and follow them on Instagram at Lulu's Oxford. They ship nationwide and have such a cute collection of trendy and affordable shoes. So whether you're in Oxford or beyond, be sure to check them out. It's so special to us to have a business that we truly have loved forever be one of our very first sponsors. I really can't say how much that means to us to just have the support and backing of Oxford local businesses. And a lot I know a lot of our listeners out there are Ole Miss students or Oxford High School students. So be sure to check them out. It's one of our all-time favorite places and we literally go every time oh, yeah, town. For sure. I mean every single time I'm in town. If we go to the square we're going to Lulu's. We should honestly go this week. I know I was actually just thinking that <laughs> I have been obviously like a friend and a fan at the same time. I remember when I was a freshman at Ole Miss, you painted a piece from my dorm room. And I think that was the first time we'd um, ever met in person. And I just have always admired your work. So I'm so happy you could join us today. Well, thank you all so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. And I I love what both of y'all are doing. And I feel like we have similar like color and positivity that we're trying to share I know. And if you haven't checked out MK's work, go look it up on Instagram. It's so bright, so colorful. We love it so much. It's just so happy. It is happy. That's how I would describe it too. Well, I guess just to dive right in, can you tell us a little bit just about you and your life and kind of your path to creating MK Decker Designs? Yeah. So um, I grew up in a very creative home. My mom, um, is an artist, but she's also a nurse. And so she kind of like showed me how to do both, um, how to have a medical career. And then she also painted all the murals in my school and murals in restaurants and homes and paintings for people. We illustrated a children's book. So I just grew up around that creativity. And then um, when it was time for me to go to college and go to Ole Miss, that's kind of when like the fancy dorm rooms are really starting up. And so course I needed the perfect painting and we were like well let's just do it ourselves let's make it ourselves and so that's what we did and then everybody was like where did you get that I want one of those and I was like well we did it I can make you one and so that's really where um the business kind of started I love that was there a specific moment when you knew that you could take your passion for art and turn it into a job So I kept on painting while I was at Ole Miss. There was one um, summer where my car was so full of paintings that I didn't have room for my clothes. And so I just drove up to Ole Miss with no clothes. And um, but still, it was just like kind of like my side thing. Um, 
I was a, I ended up becoming a nutrition major because my mom was like, you have to have this background. You'll starve as an artist. You cannot do it. And so I was like, okay, mom, you're a nurse. You've done art too. I'll, I'll do that. And so I, I like nutrition. Like I love learning about food and it was interesting to me, but I just, I don't know if that was the career path for me, but it was a great major. I loved it. It was like a girl's great group of girls. And um, anyway, so after I graduated, I got married, moved to Tupelo and enrolled in an eight month dietetic internship that was totally unpaid where I just shadowed people in different hospitals and stuff. And then at the end of this huge internship, I'll take the test and become a registered dietitian. But um, the whole time, I really, it just wasn't really like my calling. And so every single night, and like I said, it was unpaid. So every single night when I came home, it was a little bit out of necessity. I was painting um, for other people and starting to grow my business. I would work on my business cards during my internship. It was just really where my heart was. And um, by the time the internship ended was exactly when COVID hit. And so that is when I was like, you know what, I'm, I'm just going to push this business as hard as I possibly can. And that's exactly what I did. And I have not looked back on the dietitian. But I mean, someone going full time with a passion like this is, is like, is more complicated, because I had like a husband who was supporting me. Um, so I wasn't just totally on my own. Um, but I do think it's possible for somebody, but I do think it takes strategic saving to make sure that you have maybe a year's living expenses or before you just completely quit your job and go full time. Yeah, I think people talk about just like the romantic idea of just like waking up one morning and quitting your job and following your passions. But in reality, that creates a lot of stress and then you can't really be creative because you're in this like scarcity mindset. Um, so I think that that's really great advice to just really be strategic and plan, um, because then that allows you the freedom to create and, you know, just not have to worry about all of that. Yes. And I think for me, I say my business like started backwards because I wasn't like, okay, I'm going to set out, I'm going to make an art business. I'm going to do all this, right. Um, I'm going to create an LLC. I kind of just did it backwards. And so I've learned a lot of lessons the hard way. Um, but I do think it's made me like a stronger business person. And like I said, I, ha I have a passion for nutrition. I love it. But my passion for business is so strong. I love entrepreneurship. I could talk about it all day. And I think I would also love to help other people that want to start businesses too. You know, a lot of people go to school, do four years for something that they realize, wait, this really isn't my passion and this isn't really my calling. And I feel like that's a really hard, you know, reality to come to because you realize like, did I just waste my time and whatever? But a lot of the times the path that we're originally on is just leading us to a different path and a different yes. plan that God has for our life. And you can always start over in a way. You can always try something else or do something else. So I feel like that is encouraging for people to hear because I know a lot of people yeah. who graduated and been like, what do I do with this major that I just 
I think too, like on the flip side of that, you also have to realize sometimes like your passion isn't your full-time job. Like you started out not doing art full-time and then it just kind of happened. You know, sometimes you, your passion is something that you do at night or on the side and that's okay too. Yeah. And passions also like, they take a lot of hard work and I do so many different, I just kind of wear all the hats in my business. And so I, I do so many different things and, um, you know, last night I stayed up till 11 o'clock doing Excel spreadsheets. So mm. it's not all just like I get to paint and live out my passion. Like there are weeks will go by where I don't even touch a paintbrush. And so it's really hard work, yeah. but, um, all learning is good learning. So if you come out with a career degree yeah. and you're like, Oh my gosh, I'm never going to use my nutrition degree. No, all learning is good learning. Um, you're going to use that knowledge to help project you in your next business or whatever you're involved in. So all learning is good learning and don't beat up on yourself. I did that for years. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm such a failure. I did this whole internship and I'm not even using it at all. So you have to kind of grow in your confidence too, that you are on the right path. That's a good point. I think, you know, you can really beat yourself up over wasted time. But like you said, no time is wasted. You know, it's fun when you kind of grow up and you start to see like the pieces fall into place. Like, okay, like I didn't know what I was learning at this time. You know, I'm, I just turned 29. So I have, you know, a couple years under my belt out of school. And, you know, it's it's really funny to see the things that you thought were a waste. Actually, they've served you in ways that you had no idea that they would. Yeah. Right. And that is some great wisdom. Definitely. <laughs> what advice would you give for someone who has a passion or a hobby that they feel like they want to take to the next step and kind of make it a full-time job? What would your advice be for where they should start? Well, if, if they've already been working on their business, hopefully while they have their job. So don't just not work on your business while you have your full-time job because you want to have a somewhat established business. And of course we all know like social media is an amazing way to start. That's where I've built my business. And um, so have a really strong, we know consistency is really important with social media, but um, I will, I, I just say this with confidence, not with pride. I have a really good product. And if you want to sell a lot and have a great business, you need to have a great product. And so that is important to consistently improve your product and um, d display it in a way online that um, appeals to people. And there's an amazing book. Y'all may have read it called The Story Brand. I've never heard of it. Really good. So just a brief summary. We, like me and MK Dagger Designs, I'm the guide. Y'all are the hero of the story. I'm your guide just telling you what art will look great in your home. And you are the hero. And so that is what, it, the, the, my small business is not about me. It's really about you getting the best artwork for your home. And so putting those mindsets into play with your business, how can you show other people what they, what they can have? And um, that's a great book. I love Wow, that. that's a great perspective. I'm going to have to check that out. I've never heard of that before. Yeah, I love that. And I think that that's so true. I mean, when you feel confident in your product and you have something that you know people want. I remember when you 
release the butterflies and it was the two halves of the butterfly. And I would see it everywhere. And it's just like people just gravitated towards that. So in the sense of being the guide, you did such a good job and your social media is also amazing. And I just, every time I see your pictures, I just know it's yours. And I'm like, wow, it just makes me so happy. So well, thank, thank you. you. Great job. And I agree. Like when it comes to business and building a business, I think consistency on social media is one of the most important things because a lot of people start out hot out of the gates, you know, posting a lot, they're excited and then it kind of dies off. But I've seen so many businesses just get transformed by social media, like one viral TikTok and they're yeah. set forever. So it's, you know, it's encouraging to see that as well. Bird, I want to go back to something you just said about how like when you're scrolling through Instagram, you see her paintings and you know exactly that you know that it's hers. So MK, can you talk a little bit about establishing a brand and why it's so important to have a brand, but also how it can evolve? I guess for me, it kind of evolved just naturally because I'm sharing a lot of the same things. Um, but you definitely, I work with my mom, which she helps me with some of, some of the designs and I'll say that's just not on brand. And um, so keeping kind of like, I'm happy, art, fun, um, colorful so I want to keep it on brand and um but I do think your brand can evolve like I'm a mother now I'm married I have a house now so maybe I'm have some more mature designs like our new hydrangeas they're a little bit more mature and they're like a centerpiece in my house and so but um also think being authentic is like huge and I definitely wanted to talk about that today because being vulnerable and authentic is your superpower in business, I think. And on, especially social media. Because people want to see the real version of us, not the perfect Instagram version. That is what draws people to us and gives us connections with other people. Because in our businesses on social media, I know y'all are doing this with this podcast. We're creating community. And so how can we create community if we don't really share who we are? Mm -hmm. And so that's what I'm trying to do in my business. And I did a few like festivals a few weeks ago and people came up. I love your house. I love your son. Like they know me. And I think that's important in your business to keep people wanting to stay in tune with what you're doing. I definitely Mm -hmm. agree. I always tell people this when anyone asks me any advice about social media, I always tell them you have to get comfortable being yourself and sharing yourself because for a long time when I was doing social media, I was just sharing this kind of perfect projection image of, you know, everything's fine. And then I realized like when I started talking about things that maybe weren't fine, people were relating way more. They're like, oh yes, like you know, I can relate with this because this is real and this is authentic. And I always tell people like, you just got to get comfortable being yourself. And it can be a little hard at first to put out a lot of parts of your life that you don't know how they'll be received. But I definitely think that's the best way to grow. And for people to feel like they know you and they trust you. And then they're even more proud to have your art. I have a piece of your art <laughs> behind, my, behind my TV right now, actually. So oh. I feel like I know you every time I look at it. And I think that's so important. I just feel like this question kind of leads into being authentic and being your true self. But something that I love about your social media is that you do openly share your faith with your followers. How has your trust in God's plan for your life played a role into your business? And how have you kind of seen that evolve over time? 
I do share my faith and I'm not afraid to share it because, oh, what, maybe they're not the same religion as me, or maybe I'll, maybe they, they will think that I'm fake or maybe this will offend somebody in some way. Like, I don't let that stop me from sharing what God has done for me. The Bible says, like, share, like, share to everybody what he's done for you. And so that is like a theme in my business and it's not a tactic to get more sales or it's just very authentic and it's just sharing what he's done. And um, I don't have trust in Instagram followers or if I'm going to have a lot of sales on Black Friday, like I trust in God that he has a good plan for me and that he's going to take care of me because he always has. And um, you can trust God with your life. It is hard to trust, but he will, if we give our trust to him, he will give us a life greater than we could have ever planned for ourselves. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm kind of in a phase of that right now of trying to navigate my next plan. And every time I talk to my parents, you're like, God has your plan figured out. And a lot of the time it can be hard to fully put your trust in God because I feel like society and you know, social media tells us to put it in everything else. And I just love following creators who openly share their faith because I feel like sometimes it can be hard to do that. And so that's one reason that I really love your business and I love your page because I just see your true self shine through every post. So I really appreciate that. Yeah. And I think, you know, one way to kind of keep it in perspective is looking back at all of the things that have happened in your life. And like when you were unsure and stressed and you didn't know the plan and just reminding yourself of how it worked out and how God had a hand in it, I think is a good way to keep it in perspective. Like you had no idea that you would live this life as an artist. You know, you thought you were going into nutrition. And so that's a good a good reminder. Um, but speaking of your life as an artist, um, so you've been doing this for a couple of years now. How do you stay creative? Like, what are what, what are your go-to ways to, you know, get the creative juices flowing? That's a great question because it can be hard. Like I said, last night I was doing Excel spreadsheets till 11 o'clock at night. And um, a lot of the business is not creative. Um, but I'm just like, I draw creativity. And y'all are probably the same way, just from like everything. Like, I'm just like, oh, that's a photo op. That's That would be really cool in the hat traveling always inspires a lot of creativity for me just like going out in my painting area and getting a blank canvas and playing music and just letting myself like go deep into just creating and experimenting and and that's probably where I've created like my best best best-selling designs it's kind of like a meditative practice almost it is. It definitely can be a spiritual practice. <laughs> yeah. I think too, like, it's interesting to see like how you know, and meditation isn't just like sitting on the floor with your eyes closed. Like there are so many different forms it can take, whether it's painting or running or, you know, any sort of hobby that you can just kind of lose yourself in. Sure. I feel like it can be hard sometimes if your job is in the creative space to always have that creativity flowing and, especially like I find myself when I'm in these kind of creative droughts, I'm so hard on myself because I'm like, what's going on? You're such a creative person. And I do think that a lot of things like listening to music, being outside, traveling, that's kind of how you get that creativity back. So 
I think for me, it's definitely getting outside and just like being in nature, whether it's like a long walk or just sitting outside. Like that's where I really get inspired. What about you, Bird? What's your your go-to? I would say mine is normally, yeah, just being outside, being at the beach. Like I'm such a water person. I feel like the ocean like heals everything and fixes everything. (laughs) And I just feel like anytime I'm outside or also around people that I love too, I feel like I bounce off of people a lot. So when I'm talking to people that I love and who kind of inspire me, I feel like that's kind of when I walk away more creative. That's why I always preach to people like it's so important to have friends that inspire you and encourage you because if you're around a group of people who are kind of knocking you down and they aren't inspiring you, then I feel like such a lack in creativity and just kind of bad energy. So I would say people I'm around in nature. So true. Yeah. So one of the last questions that we have here is, something that I like to ask people, but if you could go back and speak to yourself five years ago, what is some advice that you would give to her? You know, this is when I was a nutrition major and um, this is when, um, before I was married and before um, I obviously had this business full time and before I was a mom and it's so hard to, to say what I would say to that person. But um, like we said, like trust that God has a good plan for you and I wouldn't change anything that's happened. And I've been, it's been really hard. It's been a lot of hard work these past many years, a lot of sadness at times and trials, but I just wouldn't change it because that's made me who I am today. And that's why I wake up every day and I'm so grateful that I get to run my own business, that I get to create new designs, that I get to inspire people. And I don't take it lightly. And I think that I would tell myself, don't be lazy, work hard. Things will work out, but I have worked really hard. And I think a lot of people in our generation tend to be lazy. We have to work hard and I think I would just say, like, stay encouraged and um, keep working hard and, you know, don't get down on yourself. Just go do something about it. Did I see something like a while back where you kind of, I think I maybe saw this on Instagram stories, but you like got rid of all of your things and just like packed up and moved. Was that you? We did that. Yes. Okay. (laughs) Tell me about that. So this is, this could be a whole nother podcast, but my husband, John is a builder. And so we lived in Tupelo where he's from after, after I graduated Ole Miss, we got married right away. He's um, 12 and a half years older than me. So that's also another topic. He's 38 and I'm almost 26. So he was already like established in his business and um, in his life. And we um, renovated a house together in Tupelo and, fix it up really nice with cute furniture. And um, we knew that we wanted to move to Madison where our family is. And anyways, somebody approached us and wanted to buy the house with everything in it, even the sheets on the bed, the dishes in the cabinet. And so we were like, okay, yeah, let's do it. And so we've been, um, we moved here and we've lived in like multiple different um, apartments and, even with a young baby. And so we just now got settled in our house like eight weeks ago. And um, I've shared the whole journey on social media. I've been sharing this for years and years and years. Yeah. 
How did you guys meet? I was neighbors with his family in Madison and I babysat their kids. And so I kind of told them um, some issues that I was having dating Ole Miss guys because Ole Miss Mm. guys, they're tough. They're, they need, they need to grow up a little bit. Yeah. And so um, they were like, well, I just wish you were a little bit older because his brother, John, who's my husband now, they were like, he's so cute and so sweet. And, so we got connected and just really hit it off. And um, I definitely think it's okay to date somebody older. As oh, yeah, for sure. You know? Like, don't let other, and I shared this recently, if I would have let other people's opinions of me keep me from being with John, I would have missed out on the greatest joy of my life. And so I think that's a lot with social media. Like, we can't sit around worrying, oh, if I post this, what are they going to think? Like, we just kind of have to go and do and be confident and live our lives and run our races. And that's what I'm trying to do every day. Just run my race. Absolutely. Love that. I love that. And it's, it's so encouraging. I feel like we get caught up so much and even like silly small things like age differences or, you know, how my family react to this person or like just small things in our life. But that is such a good reminder that like, God has a plan for your life. You got to keep following it. You cannot worry about what this random person has to say about it on the internet. So I'm glad you shared that. I saw that uh, that you shared the other day. And I was just thinking to myself, like, that's true. I know so many people who are married and they have a big age difference. And like, to me, I don't even really recognize it. So I'm like, they look so good together. Like you and John, I'm like, you guys are like the same age in my mind because I I just love following your life. You just have to put your blinders on, like you said, and just keep going. You you know what's right for you. Um, But going off of that, last question that we like to ask each one of our guests um, on every episode, what is a mantra or affirmation that you're living by right now? I love, like right now, I think it's run your race. And my race is going to look different from you. I see you traveling the world and it's amazing and I love it. And it's like, Oh, I could be jealous of that because I'm like being a mom and hustling and um, decorating a house right now, but that's your race. And I've got to run my race and they're all beautiful and they're all different. And I think that's what we all need to do is to run our races and support each other. Mm-hmm. And um, that's one of my favorite things to do is to um, lift up other women, other business owners and um, to be confident because who are our best friends? Those are people that are confident who they are so they can encourage us and we need to be those kind of women. And so I think let's just do run your race. Run your race. <laughs> I needed to hear that this morning. Oh my goodness. I <laughs> definitely resonated with the running your race right now. So MK, it was so nice to get to meet you finally and talk with you. I really love this conversation. So appreciate your time this morning. I do too. Thank you all so much for having me. I hope that y'all have an amazing Christmas and time with your family. Thank you. I'm so glad we got to talk and we will link all of MK's Instagram, website, everything below in our show notes so you guys can check out her beautiful art, her beautiful pieces, and just her beautiful life that she shares with us. So thank you so much, Mary Catherine. I really appreciate it. This is great. I really enjoyed it. Thank you.